This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, we're talking with Hilary Weiss all about copywriting. Hilary, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Brilliant. Will you tell us a bit about yourself, uh, where you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Hillary Weiss, obviously. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I am a creative director, copywriter, and consultant. And uh, what I really do is help businesses define what I call their statement piece, aka the rel- uh, the bold point of view that makes them radically relevant to their perfect people. Uh, and it really creates a narrative through line from everything they do, from their copy uh, and messaging to their visuals, to the way they show up online and on uh, the social medias, all of that. Did I say the social medias? On social media, <laughs> um, all of that good stuff. I also have a show on YouTube called Hamya, which is short for Hillary and Margot Yell at websites, uh, where we tend to talk about high-level marketing concepts for uh, who we're calling folks who've run out of maps. So people who've taken, read the books, taken the courses, and are now in the experience of uh, entrepreneurship and, and advertising and marketing for themselves and are looking for kind of deeper level discussions on everything going on. So they know they're not crazy. So I'm especially excited to be here. I think I know you guys have an awesome show and I can't wait to dive in. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I suppose one thing, one thing when we're looking up, you've really kind of built a really, a really cool personal brand for yourself. Um, thank you. What kind of role has good copy played in, in building that brand? Oh, every role, all, all of, the of the roles. roles. <laughs> it is the alpha and the omega. Um, so <laughs> what was, uh, I think what, what's been really wonderful is, especially from a creative director standpoint, I thought for a while I was going to have sort of one hand tied behind my back with that kind of work because I'm not a designer. You know, I have a, a good eye, but if you ask me to put together like a, a brochure in Photoshop, I'm going to just it's going to be a disaster. Um, and I, but I find messaging is really at the core of, of all branding without a clear message, without a clear idea, without a clear narrative through line. Uh, it's really, really difficult to create kind of a, a super compelling brand. And so I felt really lucky that when I sort of stepped into the branding piece, when I started recreating my own brand, um, that it was, I kind of had that ahead because I knew exactly what I wanted to say. I knew what the idea was. Um, and I have a really distinct way of kind of speaking and sharing ideas. So it was just a really awesome opportunity to kind of um, showcase that on my site. Not to say that was easy. Uh, you know, there's 50 trash drafts before you get to something good. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you're 30,000 feet in the air, two whiskeys deep, and you have a homepage while crying. <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, um, it's just a, a really really, really core piece of a brand. Because I think, again, when people think brand, they think visuals, photos, logo. Uh, but really, brand is is a deeper message. It has to be. Uh, so copy is, again, everything. But I'm also biased. So I'm, I'm welcome to being disagreed. No, I, I would agree with, I mean, you see yeah. everybody's video, 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 video. But I mean, yeah. co- copy is, I mean, first of all, scripting is a huge part of video as well, which comes back to copy. But I mean, copy yeah. is, is everything. I mean, blog content, Twitter content, all your social media, your social media's posts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The social, media, the social <laughs> media's. <laughs> early here, guys. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll but co- but yeah, copy the social is media. so vital. Yeah. It yeah. really is. And it's crazy, like, split testing it. I mean, we, we split test everything we were big advocates of it but i am always shocked it's always the one that i don't think as well which always pains me inside <laughs> but isn't it weird yeah and i was like that's going to nail it and then it's like no <laughs> no no 
it's it's also interesting too i've been talking about this a lot is like the intersection of data and imagination um i think it's so important because you have a lot of conversations now about like it should be only voc and it needs to be like research backed and all that but sometimes you just hit on something that's really good and it does better yeah it's super interesting seeing that like be like okay creativity still matters this is really comforting but it's the same (laughs) thing with the split test it's like best laid plans right you're like this is a perfect headline it's gonna be great i'm gonna dunk on that colleague who disagreed with me and then you never know you just never know (laughs) it literally happened us recently with with uh we we've redone our website recently but like that we came up with a we i put in the copy just kind of putting it in and then we were split testing some other ones I was like "Mm, the other one sounds so much better I'm glad we've done this do we even need to split test which was actually just the murderous tone I shouldn't have said that at all and then then I split tested and I was completely wrong so I had to just swallow my words (laughs) oh god it's like that what's that saying like best laid plans rarely survive contact with the enemy like best laid headlines rarely survive contact with the consumer heartbreak um so I suppose, look, one one thing uh, we focus a lot here on kind of uh, search engine optimization and stuff like that. And a huge part of that is, is, you know, creating great content on blogs. I'm just wondering, do you have a particular process in terms of, of crafting a blog post that you find, you know, mm-hmm. gets, gets the creative juices flowing and a, a structure maybe that you, that you like to, to use? Yeah, you know, I have a, a full blog post outline guide that I offer to clients and actually to my audience, if you guys want a copy of it for your community, I'm happy to hand it over. Oh, um, so there's, there's, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely an approach to outlining a blog post. But for me, the trickiest part, because often um, I write, well, I will outline stuff on occasion and I work off client outlines when I did blog uh, writing and content marketing more in my business. Um, it was, I followed their outlines, but now actually the trickiest part for me personally in my, uh, blog creation is just idea generation, you know, how to, after like over a hundred posts, come up with something fresh to say, um, and something interesting and something that's kind of of the moment. And I actually have a framework for this, um, also free, uh, it's called the statement piece framework because my brand is statement piece studio. Um, but it's basically learning how to mine your brain for unique ideas, like no, learning to notice where you're, you hit on topics that you feel passionate about, noticing where you're really getting excited and revved up to have a conversation. Um, that is often where some of the new stuff and the best stuff is found. Um, which is a little harder to do, I think, when you're on a team. But if you do it as a group, it's super interesting. Um, But it's basically uh, sourcing inspiration from kind of the three places you talk about ideas most, which is, you know, discussions with your clients, uh, discussions with your colleagues, uh, and discussions with yourself. You know, the conversations you're having in front of the mirror or on your way to work where you're like, hope I don't have to put up with this today, (laughs) or I can't wait to do this. I'm so excited to tell my colleagues. Um, I think that is a, a really solid starting point for a lot of stuff, especially when you're building um, a brand voice and you want to clear angle and conversation sort of starters and conversation pieces for a brand. Um, And so what's been really interesting is when I made that switch in my business and when my students made that switch, because it's really difficult when you have a certain skill set and you're like, okay, I got to write a blog post. And what do you do? When you're about to write a blog post. Panic. Google. <laughs> what should I write about? Yeah, panic. And you, you panic Google, like your fingers are flying. You're yeah, like, yeah. how do I how do I blog post? Um, yeah. and it gives you, you know, a number of ideas, uh, but they're always kind of follow the same pattern, which is like, what is your expertise? Who is your audience? What is their problem? How do we solve it? 
Um, and I found that to be a little bit suffocating because I came to the same kind of content time and time again, especially when I was a copywriter full time, which was, you know, how to optimize your sales page, six steps to write a better about page, like how to write product descriptions. And that was great. But those posts have been written by so many people way smarter than me um, and with bigger teams and, and a better insight. So I found that learning to sort of study my brain for the things that I, I really cared about and wanted to write about and that I knew my audience probably needed to hear about was a much better starting point. And then from there, um, I usually like to do it kind of um, school essay style when I'm outlining a blog post. So real simple, core idea. uh, And then the three sort of post ideas with the little three bullets underneath, like what is the overarching thesis? And then how are we going to present the idea? And there are a lot of fun ways to kind of interpret that and reuse it. Um, And you can see it in the outline guide if you guys want to share that with your folks. But uh, it's, I find uh, also that just knowing what the underlying idea is and what supports that always the best way to start, because often if you're not sort of sure what one or the other is, you're going to end up writing 10 pages until you stop and you drop and I guess roll because that's where we're going with this (laughs) metaphor. Um, But it's, there are so many ways to approach it, but for me, it really does come down to identifying a really powerful core idea. Yeah. I use the same process. Actually, it's funny that you say that every time I sit down to write a blog or anything, I still use the same seven point um, system that my history teacher taught me when I was about 12. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it just it works. works. It's you know just drilled I mean? into my head and that's just how I do it. Yeah. But like, yeah. I like the way you touch on that kind of joke with your own ideas, because I find that like, I do anyway, when, when I, when you come up with an idea for a blog, you're going, well, this probably has been written about a thousand times. Yeah. It's, it's all about that little bit of your own perspective on things yep. as well. Yeah. I suppose try to bring personality across to it as well. Is, that's, and that's, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. I, I think that can be, I think that can be quite difficult, especially when you have, you know, if you're in a structure that if you want to bring, if you want to bring humor across or your own personality yeah. into a post. And I think, when you when you find the posts that actually do that, then they stand out so much because there is so much of that same content. I suppose yeah, you know it's yeah. been written a thousand times. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same. I think yep. on, on video that you know the same topic could be you know the same video 10, 20, 30 times, but then you have someone who's bringing their their own personality across on the video. Yeah. So I think it's the exact same in writing, really. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's so the, the, I find it really hard is um. When you're writing for another company and you almost have to step into a different personality. <laughs> so then there's like so many yeah. layers to it as well then. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, I think um, the, the voice thing is tricky and you, it's almost like you have to play a character. It's yeah. like, you know, it's a school play, bring it back to, bring it back to, you know, middle school or high school. Um, it's, it's sort of, how do we step into this role? How do I write? How would they say it versus how would I say it? And that's a sign of a great writer. So I think being able to kind of adapt your form and even like your perspective according to the client is a really useful skill yeah. uh, in life as, as well as creativity for sure. And, yeah. it, and in terms of that, we'll say like if you're dealing with, let's say more conservative brands or ones who don't want to step outside the, the box as much, how, how, do you, how do you, I suppose in terms of both idea generation and, the, and writing content, how do you find that process? Does, is, it, is it very different? You know, it it isn't because it's a matter of, uh, in my experience, talking to the point person. So you have one point of contact, um, hopefully, uh, who is sort of you're working with in this in these projects. And I find that I'm spending time talking to them. And in part of the framework that I talk about is that 
Uh, you're either and really anti something or a huge advocate for something usually when you want to write about it. So when you put the question to the, you know, the people that you're talking to, the client, uh, it's really asking them like, what do you want to see more of and less of in your industry? Like what's been, can I, can I swear? Is that, of course oh, yeah. you can swear. Probably not. Right? Oh, okay. What's been yeah. pissing you off lately? <laughs> yeah. What's been pissing you off lately? Like, <laughs> what are you fucking sick of? And really watching them, watching them light up is, is a, a, an extraordinary thing. And this, I do a lot of work with personal brands. When it comes to um, something, you know, in, let's say I'm working for a SaaS company, or let's say if I'm, you know, uh, working with an organization that's he- a health organization or something like that, where I can't just be like, let me tell you something, y'all. Um, it is, I find still a really powerful exercise because often we can hit on an idea that aligns with kind of the core value prop and message of the brand that feels really effective because every brand needs an enemy. It needs allies and enemies. So it's really sitting down and figuring out um, how that fits in. And that uh, leads to not only a great idea, but also helps slowly making the brand's voice clearer and clearer as you figure out kind of what they're for and against. Yeah. You mentioned they're asking questions to the client. Is there like any questions that you ask that you think, okay, this is really going to get me the information I want. This is where my main ideas are going to come from. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's, first of all, like, what do you, what do you want to be for or against is a really big one. What are you sick of seeing in your industry? If you ask someone what they're sick of seeing in their industry, you can't get them to shut up. That's the best part. I think because everyone's tired of something. Everyone's got a bone to pick with somebody. Um, So that, but of course you also want to be positive. Like what are some breakthroughs in your industry that you've been really excited about recently? Like what's something you're learning about? What's something you're implementing? What's something you're, you know, working on with your clients and customers or testing right now. So that's a a good way to kind of find more positive content. And then also, and this is a a really powerful one in copy um, in terms of like defining tone and vibe. I always ask clients, um, how do you want people to feel when they come into contact with your content or, you know, your products and offers and not just how do you want them to feel the moment they land on the site, but how do you want them to feel, you know, uh, how do you want them to feel after they purchased or after they've started reading? How do you want them to feel five years down the line looking back? at this purchase, this post, um, whatever it is. How do you want them to sort of see you in the trajectory of their journey? And that's actually a really, really big one for people. Um, Again, for for content and blog writing alike, because I find um, branding itself and and creating a voice and vibe and tone is so much about the emotional response you want to develop as opposed to just like, I want to be informative. It's not just that. You know, when you think about your favorite brands, you feel close to them, I think, in a way, not in like buddy, buddy way, but there's something that resonates. And that is because usually intentionally or not, they are hitting a really specific, 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 specific (laughs) emotional notes with you in order to make sure that you remember them, um, that you feel an affinity and that you feel like a part of their community and really diving deep into the feeling they want to create is so important. Because again, every voice is different. Do you want to be, you know, the, the, giving a sermon from the mount do you want to be seen as like a best friend or like a co-conspirator do you want to be seen as like the go-to trusted expert there's so many different ways um sort of you can have these conversations uh and so really digging into how they want people to feel is such an important piece of the puzzle that a lot of people forget about i I love that actually because you do see Mm. again going back to video you see people oh video is gonna i can create this emotion around my brand but like you said you can absolutely do that with written content as well yeah yeah it's it's 100 percent. and marketing is becoming more and more and more about the emotional attachment rather than 
benefits or features or you know even establishing yeah. people as experts it's literally how do i feel about this person or how do i feel about yeah, this product or bro- yeah. this brand yeah because there's always going to be a hundred brands doing the same uh, selling the same product or the same job diff- slightly <laughs> different so it's not going to make any odds it's it's going to be who you feel most attached to yeah yeah, exactly. It's like who's and this we're seeing the same thing in the U.S. here with the presidential election. It's the, the upcoming election. Oh, we're election. going it's down this road. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is it stops here. It stops here. But you see that too, and it's not. It's not like who's the most qualified. And this frustrates me as like a branding person as well because I'm like, oh god, like the best brand wins, and this none of this policy stuff really matters. It matter what matter. I mean, it, of, of course, it matters to an extent, but what matters is how people feel about you. And how people like think you can, you know, take on Trump in the in the 2020 election cycle or how you're going to be on stage or how you're going to inspire them as president when you're going to, you know, stand up and take the mic. Um, People don't necessarily care about what you're all about. They care about how you're making them feel. And I think that's like, oh, yeah, and it's it's that one bit of copy or that one bit of sound. Yeah. And what I found actually was really interesting. And for the life of me now, I'm going to be embarrassed, but I can't remember the two American presidents, but it was I think it was back in the you can ask. Uh, the 60s i don't know anyway so one of them one of them did a radio interview and one of them did a tv interview or they did the same interview on both and the people who heard the radio interview thought one had won and the people who heard watched it on tv thought someone else had won the debate essentially but it was actually just that one person was coming better voice wise and the other person was coming better visually better so it actually it was the exact same content but i must i must figure out what that was it's actually a really 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 interesting case study that's really Um, cool i've never heard about that yeah i must must figure it out yeah i'll I'll find out where it is and i'll post it when we post this podcast live but it's a really interesting case study yeah okay fascinating hillary we're gonna we're gonna put you on spot let's do it Everybody listening, ourselves, everybody watching, if you could give like three tips that to really improve people's copy skills, three things they can do, what would they be? Absolutely. First of all, write more. Uh, write more for yourself. Write, start a journaling practice. Just get in the habit. Sit down every single day and do write something, whether it's an email to your list, whether it's like a piece of your business that you're working on, whether it's just a free write. I think people for people are, are always waiting for specific exercises to do to improve their skills and, um, you know, feeling that it has to be kind of a strategic approach to working on their copy skills when really what it is is just showing up every day and practicing, 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 practicing. Um, and that's the, well, I'll, I'll, I'll include both of these tips in tip number one, cause I have more to say. Um, <laughs> but the second part of that is not only write often, but read more, read really great copy and take notice um, of what sticks out to you. I think learning to reverse engineer really great copy to sort of study it and figure out, okay, what's really working for me here. Why am I resonating with this? Um, and why is this sort of, why am I feeling so targeted, um, is so important when you sort of study how to, again, hit those emotional notes that we're talking about and all of that great stuff. Um, learning is how, what, what works on you will help you study and understand what works for your customer. And often it's stuff that you would not expect. Um, so just being a perpetual student of it as you write, as you read, um, is so, so important. And the second piece is don't be afraid to test things and talk to your customers. I know you guys were, are probably in this boat hundred percent. So this is old news to y'all. Um, but I think really taking time to get to know your customers and, um, listening to what they have to say and also, um, tying your content strategy around maybe questions you get most often, or the reasons why people purchase your product or, 
uh, the overcoming sort of objections that you would see around whatever it is, whatever idea or concept or sort of point of view you're trying to push, uh, really understanding how people see it and think about it who are not within your organization, because it's a totally different ballgame when it's out there in the world. And then number three, I would say uh, the third biggest thing when it comes to copy is I think mostly along the lines of just getting really clear and excited about your your whatever it is that you're offering in your product and making sure that you're really engaged with it. Because I think uh, you can kind of tell when <laughs> copywriters and marketers are phoning it in a little bit. It's like, would you like to live your dream life? How is, you know, would you like to lose 15 pounds? It's not, if it's not inventive and if it's something you've heard before, people are going to forget it immediately. And I find, I I made this post a while, uh, an email a while ago to my list, which was sincerity over strategy. Um, Because I think, of course, let's let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Like we need strategy seriously. But I think um, a sincere understanding of the product and a sincere enthusiasm for the value it presents um, is massively, massively important. And if you have, it's also possible to have product fatigue and it's possible to have sort of concept fatigue sometimes. So really sitting down and figure out where you're getting tired. If you need a fresh angle, understanding how it's feeling to you um, is vital so that you can, you know, get back in touch with what you love about the product, get excited about it again, and then continue to present, you know, new angles for the offer in fresh and exciting ways that you can continue to experiment with. Brilliant. Yeah. Hillary, thank Thanks. you very much. That was yeah. that was really informative. Fantastic. Really, really interesting. Awesome. Um, Those are my three best tips, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'll make a note. <laughs> if people want to find out more about you, more about your business, where can they head to? You can head on over to HillaryWeiss.com. Um, just my name, H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-W-E-I-S-S. Um, and then if you want to check out my YouTube show, I know Jen's a follower. You can stop by uh, YouTube. It's Hamyaw, H-A-M-Y-A-W, exactly spelled the way it sounds. Um, and come on over there, join the conversation. And we do new videos every two weeks. We're premiering the new season January 30th. And Yay. we'd love to see you guys there. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I said too. We're giving the YouTube I channel said it wasn't going to fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we love we love making that show, so we're really excited to come back. Oh, brilliant. Um, one last question there as well. How does Margot do her hair? <laughs> <laughs> the eternal question. Oh my god. And she's always like, I feel like by the second episode it just looks weird. I'm like, no, you have amazing hair. Yes. She's so she's from Texas. Oh, so we okay. have she knows the big hair secrets. Yeah, she's very New York, but she's actually from Texas. Oh, so she she, okay. she knows the big hair rules yeah, yeah. and she's uh, she's the most amazing man i i bleach mine half to death so it has no life in it but um she always has great hair i'll tell her you said that she's going to be thrilled <laughs> thank you so much for having me guys this was awesome brilliant oh, thank you so much thanks that's been this week's episode of the digital marketing scope